Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Today, breakfast is dedicated for the Rufuash of uh, my grandmother, Sarah Doret Bat Zakir from the Kahal. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. We uh, hope to be here. Good news, Be'ezat Hashem. Uh, as well, uh, we have uh, the additional uh, the donation of the cold brew for the uh, enjoyment of the Tzibur of the Kahal uh, from uh, Daniel Ohev Shalom in honor of his his grandmother Mahin Miriam Batagdas. So the parasha uh, begins here, and one of the things we described last week, we talked about the idea that the proximity of the parashiot in and of itself communicates idea. Remember we talked about unrelated news, right? And you have to say unrelated news, otherwise that's how we started last week. So it's important also here too, we're finding a connection, the Beta Levi writes, that there's a connection between the end of last week's parasha and the beginning of this week. When you end off parashat mishpatim, then you can begin a parasha called terumah. And he brings an unbelievable concept specifically about this. He brings the pasuk, the pasuk says, shameru mishpat, guard mishpat, ve'asu tzedakah, and do tzedakah. You see the idea of doing tzedakah can only come once a person has already decided to be shomer mishpat, to keep their laws properly. If you're not doing mishpatim, if you owe somebody money, if your money is not your own, then the zikhut of getting tzedakah doesn't come to you because it wasn't your money. You weren't honest with your money. And by the way, Rabotai, aside from the fact that you don't get the zikhut, you don't have the power of the tzedakah operating properly because you haven't paid enough attention to ensuring that your money is well and truly your own, aside from that as well, the Siddhaqam money itself loses its power, its vitality. So sometimes, you know, someone could come to you and say, look, you know, I want to, I'm raising money in order to get a project off the ground. I want to build a synagogue. I want to build a yeshiva. I want to build a Bikur Cholim. I want to help people get, you know, get over depression and certain issues. There's lots of things a person might say describing uh, what it is that he's raising tzedakah for. And you, you like the idea. So you take money out of your pocket and you give it. That money, if the money is pure, it's capable of powering the mitzvah that the tzedakah is supposed to achieve. Can I give you an example? Let's say a person has what I call weak money. Weak money is the guy's not so honest. He cuts corners. He lies to people. He oversells, etc., etc. His money's not pure, okay? Now the guy goes and he gives... to someone to a bride that she should get married. Beautiful mitzvah. You know what's going to happen? In that wedding, there'll be some last minute charge that came up for $1,000 you have to pay to the union. $1,000 because they had to rewire the chandelier. Some stupid bogus thing that will come up that will make sure that the money that he gave, it won't allow it to achieve to reach its desired place. It won't allow the mitzvah to happen. Why? Because remember, that is not, the money is not what decides it. I want to point this out. This is a very uh, beautiful idea. So the Beit HaLevi starts off with, he says, before we could talk about help me build a Beit Midrash, a Beit Knesset, or in this case, a Beit HaMikdash, we needed to ensure, what do you, what's your op- oxpen up to lately? 
dig any pits recently in Rishut Harabim that people fell in, right? Did you, uh, you know, did you buy a slave? Did you hold on to him? Do you owe him the money? Etc., etc. Once we've established that a person ha- uh, has his money in his pocket with integrity, then we could speak about the fact that a person can give tzedakah and give powerfully. Like the Pasuk says, Israel, you should take for me Tirumah. From every person that his heart motivates him to give. And after that it says, If that's where your money came from, if your money came from that place, then the result of that will be that you'll build me a shul. If the money's not kosher, something will happen. The city will shut down the job. The builders will go on strike. Something will happen. It won't allow the money to reach its desired location. Now, I'll speak a little bit more about what I think this means in a deeper level in just a second. However, let's go. Let's get there in order. <clears throat> the Basuk tells us in this Vikhuli Tiruma, they say something magnificent. The Gemara says, <clears throat> in the, see, sorry, the Arizal says, on this pasuk, the Nahal Kidumim, he stretches it, he explains it over here. He says that the nature, the process of an Ani receiving money from an Ashir, a poor person receiving money from a rich person, is effectively not only the purpose of creation, but it is the um, spelling out of God's holiest name. Let's talk a little bit what that means. He says, look at the process of the rich man giving to the poor man. The coin that he gives is one small bit. In Torah, every time we talk about the letter Yod, how do we describe the Yod? Yod is even on Shabbat. If a person makes two dots on a piece of paper, that's considered as if he wrote Ktivad Deoraita. Why? Because a Yod is kosher if it's just Bemashuhu. If it's a drop of ink on a parchment, it's the smallest of the letters. Just a drop of ink on the parchment already is considered to be a yud. That would also be the case with regards to a sefer Torah. If a part of the yud got scratched off, but you could see that there's a dot there, that's considered yud. So the coin, this small little dot, that's the yud. The hand of the ashir stretched out is the vav. The five fingers of the ashir is hay, and the five fingers of the ani receiving is the hay at the last day. Spelling out the name of God himself, yud, and then hey, and then vav, and then hey. Now, for all of us thinking about, oh, that's so nice, it's so cute. What a cute, it's not cute. Like the Pasuk says, Olam Chesed Ibaneh. The world was built with Chesed. When Bore Olam decided to create the world, he created it with Chesed. That means that the process of creation was in fact this name of God Himself. And that maybe is what we mean when we say, Amunai Melech. Because we know that the world is kept alive by this process. When we mimic God's act of giving, the ultimate act of giving, when God created a world, ex nihilo, from nothing, there's nothing there. There's nobody that could earn something. There's nobody that prayed. There's no one that said thank you. There was no gratitude. Boreo Olam created a world with, no, with and from nothing. That's the ultimate act of chesed. And Rabotai, I share that idea as well. When a person is supposed to give, when the time comes to give chesed, also we should try and remember, every one of us is thinking, does the guy deserve it? Is he a big enough tzaddik? Is the cause so special? Borei Olam made none of those cheshbonot. He gave for nothing to nobody. 
Okay? Now that idea, this Yud Kevavke, is very powerful. Now the Nahal Kidumimi exp- expresses that this is what the deepest understanding of what the Pasuk means when it says in Mishle Ashir Varash Nifgashu, when the rich and the poor come together, Kulam Amunai. The literal translation is that when the rich and the poor have their paths converge, that God made both of you. Don't feel elevated over the other guy because God made the rich and God made the poor. But a different understanding is Ashir Varash Nifgashu. When they meet, that moment of meeting, the transference, the stretching out of the hand, that Osekulam together, that makes Hashem, that makes the name of God. Now the Pasuk as well, when it says this then, Vikhu Li Rashi says, and you'll take for me Li Lishmi. Li Lishmi for my name. Now we understand the depth of what that means, that as you're taking, you're creating literally the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So what is it that we contribute if we're contributing money? It's important to understand this idea. The Pasuk continues and says, Me'et kol ish libo, from all people, from all men, whose heart motivate them to give, now this is a powerful concept. And I, I'd like to, if I can, I'd like to give this concept over in, in, a, in a special way. What does it mean, me'et kol ish, from every person, that his heart is willing to give, what does that mean? The Pasuk tells us, in Berach, the Gemara tells us in Berachot, excuse me, the Gemara tells us in Berachot that there's a contradiction between two Pesukim. The first Pasuk says, Lamonai ha'aretz, Umlah. To God belongs the earth and all that it is filled with. That's God's. Everything belongs to Him. But then the Pasuk continues and says, And the earth He gave to human beings. Which is it? Is it that God owns the heavens and the earth? Or did He transfer ownership to human beings? Answers the Gemara, it's not a question. Kan kodem beracha. Over here, when does everything belong to God? Before the beracha. Kan le'achar beracha. When after you finish, you say a beracha, the beracha is the acquisition of those objects that belonged to God. One more time, you hear that? So really, everything belongs to Hashem. When I say the beracha, God allows me to have the fruit that I have in my hand. Okay? It turns out that both before and after really belongs to God. All it is, all that differentiates whether it belongs to you or belongs to God is the biracha, the thanks that sits in your heart and on your lips. Now let's look at the pasuk again. Me'et, from all of the Jewish people, from whom? In fact, God owns everything. Like the pasuk says, the money all belongs to me. I can take it whenever I want. I can give it whenever I want. Everything is mine. So if I'm asking you to build my beta mikdash, do I need your money? No. In fact, the only part that you are lucky enough to play in this is the decision that you make in your heart to give that money. The money is his before, the money is his after, he could take it before, he could take it after. It's irrelevant. So your giving is actually irrelevant. If you give it with no feeling in your heart, you gave nothing because it was his. You took his money and you gave it to him. 
What was the only thing that you could actually contribute when you contribute? The only thing you could give is your heart. Take my contribution, take my sedaka. What is the sedaka? Not the money. It's the heart that you gave it with. In fact, that's what we mentioned on Shabbat in Parashat Shekalim. When everyone takes a part in this mass giving of tzedakah of the Jewish people, but Moshe didn't understand what it was until Borei Olam showed him a coin of fire. What HaKadosh Baruch Hu was communicating to Moshe is Moshe says, I don't understand. You're telling me that this is a kofer, this is kofer, this is a kapara for everyone. What, for money I get a kapara for my neshama? If I'm supposed to die, if something's bad supposed to happen, it get, attains forgiveness to me because of money? HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, no, it's not the money that does it. It's the esh, the passion, the fire with which a person gives it. When a person gives it in that manner, then the kapara comes from the fact that he took a passion for what he could have bought with his money, and he turned it into a passion to give. In that scenario, when a person gives that way, then they're giving something. Otherwise, really they're not giving anything at all. When a person gives begrudgingly, what are they giving? They're not giving money without a smile. They're giving nothing. Because the money actually isn't even yours. That is such a powerful idea to understand. I went to someone... Uh, a big Baal Sedaqah. And after we finished, I said, thank you. I said to them, we need money, we're doing this, we'll be saving people from intermarriage, we're setting Shiduchim up, we're helping people learn Torah, introducing them to Shabbat, all the wonderful things we're doing. And he wrote me out a beautiful check, he really wanted to be involved, he was very excited. I said, thank you so much. He got very angry at me. He says, what do you mean thank you very much? I said, <laughs> You know, some guys, donors, if you don't say thank you with a letter and a, and a gift and a this, they get angry at you. Here I said, well, I said it was thank you. The guy's yelling at me. He says, why are you thanking me? You trying to get me in trouble? I said, what are you talking about? He says, I've worked on myself so hard to attain the understanding that the money that I have, I am only... I'm only the guarantor, I'm only the, uh, the distributor of. It doesn't belong to me. It belongs to God. It's not my money. Why would you tell me thank you very much? He was angry at me for saying thank you. I don't know what the proper response was supposed to be after that. I said, Alamak, I wasn't sure maybe that was better. You know, I didn't know what to say. I was, uh, you know, because as, as a Jew, you're supposed to also be thankful. But maybe I should have been thankful to Hashem. Should I thank Hashem in front of him? I don't really know what I should have done. But clearly, this was, a, uh, this was something he'd worked very, very hard on to get to, get to that place. Rabbi Utai, um, and I want to share this as well. This is true not only about the money that we give, but also about the time that we give. When you give your time and your effort and your best efforts to tzedakah, to something that needs your help, and tzedakah has a lot of faces. Sometimes it's human. Sometimes it's research. Sometimes it's bikur holim. Sometimes it's food. It could be a lot of different things. All these things classify, they count as a person being generous with their money and doing something more special with their money than just buying another gadget 
or another pair, another suit, you know what I mean, or another pair of shoes. But when a person makes that decision and they decide to use the money in that way, when they decide to do so with passion, not only does Borei Olam say, oh look, I need to give him more, I need to help him distribute more, he's a faithful distributor, but that's true also about the time that we give in our lives. We can say to Borei Olam, look at how much time you gave me this year, and look at how much time I volunteered. Borei Olam, if you're giving out time, if you're giving out length of days, look at how I'm spending mine. Look at how I'm sharing mine. When a person can say that to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he will surely and well and truly be blessed with Arichut Yamim Vishanim, with everything that they need uh, in their own Parnasah, with their own families. Be'ezrat Hashem, we should be zocheh to always be menanotnim and not for the ones that are forced to receive. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.